This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Nottingham, CEO of All-Star Dental Academy, and welcome to Dental All-Stars. Our guests are Eric Hubbard and Andre Santos. Eric and Andre are the co-founders of Pain-Free Dental Marketing. Eric brings a strategic marketing background from the Fortune 300, including companies like Procter & Gamble. Andre built his marketing career as a software engineer. They met each other at a project at GameStop. At Pain-Free, Eric and Andre have provided marketing services to hundreds of dental practices around the world, applying the same methodologies they use for large corporations to help dentists grow their practices. Eric and Andre will be joining us at the All-Star Practice Growth Summit on May 19th and 20th in South Florida to discuss this topic. And in this interview, we talked about why you need marketing or why you don't need marketing or when the right time is to start marketing and how marketing is different than advertising. And we want to avoid the pay and pray strategy and have a plan for sustained success. We also look at some of the trends in marketing like TikTok, YouTube, and YouTube shorts. And we also, as always, will give you the one tip that you can put into play tomorrow to make a big difference in your dental practice. I trust you will enjoy this podcast. Please welcome Eric and Andre. Thanks for having us, Alex. Great to have you guys. Yeah, yeah, great to have you. It's great to be back. I feel like I was here last week. <laughs> you were. We have the marketing geniuses over here. So I'm going to get right into the questions. Marketing. Is it right? Well, obviously, a lot of dentists are doing it. But as a dentist, how do I know that marketing is right for me now? That's a great question, Alex. I think, you know, first, before we even get into an answer, I think we first talk about what is marketing, right? And I think for us, marketing is a lot of different things. Answering the phone is marketing. The way you treat the patients is marketing and asking for good reviews. All of those things are marketing. Now, oftentimes when people use the word marketing, they really mean advertising. They mean Facebook ads. They mean Google ads, postcards. And I think in order to determine whether your practice is ready for advertising, first we've got to talk about do you have the foundational things in place in order to be able to translate those marketing efforts into new patients? And, you know, here at Pain Free, I think, you know, we talk about this often with our clients. No amount of marketing is going to overcome your phone's not being answered at all. You know, a lot of calls come during lunch right. and perhaps you don't have anybody answering the phones at lunch. You no know, amount of marketing is going to work if your phones aren't being answered well, which is why we really enjoy working with clients who have All-Star because we know that they know what a great call looks like and, and know how to convert those efforts, those leads, into new patients. And, and it goes without saying, the actual experience in the office has to do, you know, has to be, has to be good because if you're, give, if you're giving great care and your patients are leaving excited and they're telling their friends about it, they're leaving you good reviews, every one of those air quotes marketing patients turns into two or three or four referrals. That's how you really get value out of advertising. It's by having a system in place that works from how your brand is perceived outside, you know, how your website looks, how it looks on mobile specifically, because that's where a lot of the traffic comes from, True. to how our phones are being answered how the service is happening and, and, and the overall customer experience so that the whole machine works into bringing the results that the, the clients are looking for. 
Yeah, to build on what Andre's saying, I think that there, I think there are two factors that really go into the success of marketing. Uh, outside of the execution of the marketing itself, I, I think it's once the patient's in the door, it's making sure they're taken care of, like as Sandra was talking, and making sure the phones are answered. Because if you just look at the numbers and just raw numbers in a normal competitive area for the big head term dentist near me or a dentist in my city, you might pay 13 to $17 a click in some cases. And then if you say, okay, I'm going to one in four are going to call, you might be paying 60 to $80 per call in some situations. Now your average is going to be lower, but I'm talking about like the big competitive terms. And then if you're not converting the right number of those, if you're getting them in the door and they're not referring other people, you're really diluting the, the value of marketing and you're basically just buying patients, which is a very, very poor business model if you can't convert those patients into more. And, I, you know, back in the day, we used to joke that the, you know, the front desk can't hire us, but they can sure get us fired. And you'd be amazed at how just the quality of phone training matters to the marketing and you're making this multi-thousand dollar a month investment and you're not putting the investment into the training in the office. It, it really puts pressure on the financial, you know, or the economics of marketing and it's can, and it can make them untenable. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you were explaining the, difference between marketing and advertising, that marketing is a broader concept that everything you're doing is marketing, even phone skills, as you're alluding to all-star dental Academy, right? What we do and turning the offices on phone skills and scheduling that if that isn't done right, that you're being incredibly inefficient, your marketing or your advertising costs. So advertising is money, external marketing, we can call it that you're, you're paying for different lead sources that come in and then you're doing a very poor job converting. And it's almost, as you said, Eric, untenable because you get to a price where it's going to cost you more to get the client than actually what you make because you're so inefficient. And when you are a great marketer, complete marketer, you're training your team, you have the best people, you, and in our last podcast, Eric, we talked about culture, right? And you built this great culture you're getting so much more out of your investment. It's much like investing in general. You make money, you put it in the stock market, bonds, whatever that might be, and you hope that your money appreciates for you, right? And if you're very risky and you do poorly, you lose money on that. Same thing here. You would like to make these investments in your business, and if you have the right people, the right culture, the right training, you're going to get so much more out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. In fact, it's funny you mentioned the investing. We use that when we talk about marketing and ROI, a different topic. But if you invest in the market and you find you're up 30%, you feel really good until all you get into your friend group and all of them are up 57% and then you feel like you're losing. The same is told, I think if you lost 7% or 12% and you're feeling like you lost and then you find out all your friends lost 32%, you'd feel like you're winning. Marketing is not playing chess or playing checkers that, you know, just the better player is always going to win. There are external, it's more poker and around mm. you, you're dealt the hand and that hand is 
the environment, how many people are searching for a dentist. The plan is how many people are moving into your area. It is, you know, what kind of, of, of operation are you running? It's the culture of your office. And then it's obviously the marketing team being around it. And, you know, I, I know we're talking about is your practice ready for marketing, but it really is marketing is much more about playing poker and making sure you have a good team and make sure you're consistent and making sure you're surrounding yourself with the culture and the operations than it is just running some ads and saying, well, now I'm doing marketing and it's going to work. Well, there's this concept that I've talked about before called pay and pray. And a lot of offices do this. We're going to spend a lot of money and pray that we get patients. Oh, and that's a losing result. That's rolling the dice. That's not poker. Actually, blackjack is the highest percentage way of winning in gambling. Okay, you have somewhat on, on the side of a chance. But the point is, we don't want to play. We don't want to gamble with our money investing. We don't want to gamble with our businesses Okay, so we have to do what the best do. And I know this is hard for some people. I know that dentists are always saying, I would love just to do dentistry and not worry about the rest. And if, man, if I can just spend a lot of money or hire a great marketing firm and they'll get me all these great patients and uh, unicorns and fairies and everything will work out great, doesn't work that way. You're running a business whether you like it or not. And you have to build a great foundation of people, training, systems, culture, all those things. And then that's where you bring in a great marketing company like Pain Free. And I, what I love about you guys is you fire a lot of clients or, or not even that. You don't fire a lot because you, I know you're very particular about who you bring on. Because if you're like, if you're, if you don't have the right philosophy, the right culture, the, the right team, you're not going to work with them or you'll say, hey, come back when that's ready because you know that that's going to lead to a poor result. Yeah, it's it's something that we've been passionate about and we spoke to them on culture. I just think that it, it, it is very similar to having a coach. I, I think it's a personal choice around how you engage and, and the philosophy. I, th I think you nailed it. And I think if you're a dentist who just wants to hire a marketing company and, you know, then go practice dentistry and not engage and not talk about content and not talk about the office and not be willing to hear that maybe the phones aren't being answered great. If you just want to hire a marketing company to go do some work and, and, you know, get a report once a month, I think there's some great companies out there. We're just not for you. Right. And, and the same is true for someone chasing, you know, this, the cheapest, best value. I, Look, you're, you might be looking for value. I'm looking for quality and, and, uh, I probably am too expensive for you if that's the case. And, and that has to be okay. Uh, uh, just like if you were going to charge me, you know, $4,000 a tooth for a veneer, but you were amazing at it. I, I, I have a, I have a choice to make. Do I want you the, the most amazing professional to do my veneers or do I want to go find someone who, you know, will knock them out for $700 a tooth? I have a choice to make. Am I chasing value or am I chasing quality? And I, I think everyone has that choice. Well, I, I think even, I, I would even say value, you're being quite generous, Eric. It's not value. It's mm. just, it's a commodity that people are looking for. It Value is you're actually improved and benefited from that. Oftentimes, dentists will just, it's like shoveling 
you know what, and it just keeps coming back. You, nothing is. That, that's a fair point. I, you, I'll, I'll amend my value I, to. I think cheap. you're too. You're too. You're too generous. <laughs> you're too generous. And look, I, I I'm one that always looks for the deal. And and my wife Heather, our VP of training, she likes quality things. She was with Bloomingdale's, but you realize that quality things they last. And sometimes if you do it right the first way, you don't have to redo it. There's a great quote. It was John Wooden. If you don't have time to do it right, when will you have the time to do it over? You see? All right. So so we, we saw, let me ask you this. Let me go a little deeper on the problems. What are some of the common problems that you see in marketing and advertising with dentists? Oh, I think for me, you know, it ties into what Eric was saying. Oftentimes, dentists want to pay somebody some money, kick back, and wait for the results to come in. And I think for us, mm. what we have found is that at the end of the day, the best patients, the patients that you really want to have in your practice who care about the oral health and all those things, they're not shopping for the dentistry itself. So as a marketer, you're not selling crowns or veneers or teeth you have to sell the dentist you have to sell the experience you have to sell the the expertise and and the dentists themselves are the product so i think for the big one for me is talking about dentistry and the commodity of dentistry and not focusing on the the, the customer experience and the dentist experience because that is what people want these days you know, people are, you know, the, the high value patients, they want to see your reviews. They want to watch your own video talking about your approach to dentistry and how you're different than the previous dental experience that they had. Um, I think that's one of the biggest problems that I see when I look into, you know, other people's marketing and, and the dental space is that it's completely sterile. There's no personality. The dentist is, isn't in it. It's stock photography everywhere. It's generic posts to their social media because they don't want to be the face of their own business. Yeah, I think it, it sounds like one, the dentists need to have the proper expectations of of marketing and advertising. But even before that, it's the vision of of what they're looking to do. Like you said, you're not selling a procedure; you're selling an experience. And it's even not even this the dentist; it's the whole experience, right? So the dentist's great; you have all these credentials. What are you going to do for me? And now here's a trick. All of us, when we go searching, we're looking to buy something. We're looking to commoditize because commoditizing is easy. It makes sense. We're used to it with Amazon and everything we do. What's, what's this? What does it cost? And so on. And that's just our human nature. What your job is as marketers is to stop that process and be able to bring people into a world, into our world, where it's more than that. We're a people, it's a relationship. And we see, we get a glimpse into the dental practice and see how loving they are and how caring they are. Now, remember, here's where the problem lies. So you can do that and it takes some patience, but it's beautiful. But then you have to deliver on that as a dental office. You have to, you can have That's a great right. marketer that makes it sound amazing and you guys do videos. Oh my God, your videos are beautiful. And, and then you do all that and you come in and they don't want to talk to you. They don't care about you. They're trying to sell you. That's a big problem. And that leads to poor reviews. Yeah. 
So we have to kind of follow that you, you through. Okay, you, so the first you step can't make is, me a liar, Alex. You know, <laughs> you have to actually be a good dentist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you have to actually deliver amazing experiences. Otherwise, yeah, you're asking me to lie on your behalf, and that never works out good. Absolutely. You know, not only you can only fool for a little bit. All right, so that's the for one of the main problems. Are there any other problems that you see with dental offices with their marketing? So. I think, like I said, the, the number one is the dentists themselves are not part of the part of the equation. You know, they just want to pay some money and, and hope for the best. Okay. I think the other problem is is not having a a focused approach to marketing. Like you said earlier, they don't they're not really committed to any particular avenue. They're just doing a little bit of everything and hoping for the best without meaningful intention into what they're doing. And what I mean by that is, I think any marketing channel can work in certain scenarios you know we have some practices that are in more rural areas and still do postcards and they do fine but if you're going to do postcards let's put some thought behind it into what is on the postcard and it's a picture of the team and it has a tracking number and you and you're being you know deliberate about where you're delivering those postcards now that's not the approach that we normally go with for most practices you know i think in this day age it's 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 digital first um, but it, it, being specific around who you want to attract to your practice, having a, a, a story to tell, right? And what I mean by that is, I think if you're a Medicaid practice, it is totally okay for you to compete on price and make everything that you do right. be about how you be any price and it's the lowest price and, and that's fine <laughs> because, you know, in, in a lower socioeconomic area, that could be fine. Um, but if you are a fee-for-service practice, you know, which a lot of our clients are, you can't focus on the price. You got to focus on the quality and the experience. And, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend doing a $29 new patient special, for example, and because that's that's terrible. Yeah. That attracts the wrong kinds of, 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 of patients. And so when you when I talk about the second so problem is it being all over the place and not having a direction that you're choosing, because if you try to please everyone, you end up appealing to no one. And so if that, oh, that's if, right. That, that's a great line in marketing. I've heard that before and mm -hmm. I love it, which is if you try to get everyone, you get no one. And, you know, it's like, so for example, what we teach at All-Star Dental Academy can apply to any business. But for us to go out and try to tell everybody the same thing, you get no one. So you have to specialize in what you do, right? So our target audience yeah. is dental offices. That's our experience. And same thing with who you want to be. You can't be a high-end cosmetic practice and then offer $29, $29.97, you know, consult or free, what have you. You got to, you got to be careful. Now you can also, you can have free consults or opportunities, but the first thing they see free, free or discount, they make an impression on what they look. It does. Get. And, and I know why it happens. I, I, I think everyone we talk to wants to be high-end, they want to be heavy cosmetic, they want to do a lot of implants. Most of them want to do all on fours. I, I think it's fine to be aspirational, but I do think that to tie into the second problem Andre mentioned, I think you need to know who you are and know where you're going. And, and I think that's just another way of having a plan. I, I think if you're starting out, if you build out a new op, I do think it's okay to run some aggressive specials. But I, I think the more you discount your dentistry, the more that you cheapen your product and your brand, 
the more difficult you're going to be in acquiring the higher-end treatments and the higher-end cases. And the more difficult it's going to be when you start trying to drop insurance because for years and years and years you were value-focused and now you want to be quality-focused. And I think you can make the shift. We have many dentists that do. But I think if you know who you are and know where you want to be, and, and you can really be genuine in that and, and, and stay consistent with the plan, I think you will go further and, and, and be just an overall better practice in the long run if you just look in the mirror and, you know, ask, what am I going to be when I grow up, mm-hmm. which I, I still have not figured out, but <laughs> we're working on it. I'd like to shift guys into, cause gosh, we can spend forever on Mark. I, I love this stuff. It's so amazing. I'm really interested in what trends have changed in the last few years, specifically with video, like YouTube shorts. And I did an experiment that was pretty cool. TikTok and others. Oh my God, they're so addicting. Uh, those those short videos. Where are some of the trends going, and what can we do as an office to utilize this? Yeah, I think you hit on it with the video term. I, I will say, over the last two years, maybe maybe two to four, I'll say, we've really seen. You know, I think four years ago when we ran social media ads, when we ran different type of advertising, different posts on social media, I think we were looking for like flashing, you know, flaming skulls with teeth on fire, trying to be exciting and, you know, get people to click things. I think it's almost shifted to now we want to highlight the office and its natural environment and almost trying to look like an organic post. Mm. And it's, it's, it's sort of the, you know, if you think of the narrative arc, it's gone from, you know, clickbait to now, we want the post and the, the, the ads to look more natural. I think the other thing that's happened is the, you know, the statistics are staggering, but uh, five years ago, more people, more video was watched on the internet than text was read and it, it continues wow, to climb year over year. And, you know, you're seeing people across YouTube, you're seeing people across Facebook and Instagram and TikTok engage in videos and the content generation has never been easier. And I think for dentists, that's a double-edged sword because if you are, if you, the number of times we hear someone say, I hate social media is, you know, in the dozens a day. But I think that we really need to be cognizant about content creation. And that is the biggest change between two years ago and today is the the offices and the dentists need to be comfortable with creating content with their marketing team and making sure that gets pushed out. Yeah, Alex. And, and that's part of the reason why this can't be a done for you thing, right? I can't be the dentist in your video for you, right? I can't, I'm not at your office. And so, you know, now I will say this too. A lot of dentists get intimidated because they will say things to us like, I don't know how to dance or do TikToks or, you know, it is not my speed. That's not who I am. And that's okay. You know, when we're talking about video content, it can be a 10 second video on here's a tip of the day. And, or, you know, if a, if sure. a patient asks you a question, they're likely not the only one who have that question. Record that, that answer on video. And that can be your social media content. And like Eric was saying, the more organic nowadays, the better. And so 
you know, the, the barrier to entry is really low. And the other thing I would say too, if you're worried about how do I get this content created is it doesn't always have to be only you, the dentist. It can be a front desk person that's super exciting. It can be your patients. You know, if you, if you're ortho and, and it's a day of taking the braces off, have the patient talk about what it feels like and their first time seeing the smile. There's a lot of different ways to get content for the practice that doesn't require TikTok dances and that can still be engaging and, and fill the need uh, that we're looking for. It was interesting. I did an experiment. I'm going to do more of them is I did a YouTube short and I was talking to you guys about this before and normally when I do a, a YouTube video, I might get a few hundred views in a week. And over time, I'll get thousands and thousands. I mean, I have one that has 15,000 views, but it took a year to do that. This short got 13 or 1,500 views in an hour. It, it, was, it was amazing. And so I'm looking to do more shorts. And while doing, this is really funny, this morning I'm talking to my partner who does a lot of the video editing. And he's like, look at what other shorts are like and give me some ideas. And I'm going through it and I'm talking to him and I'm like, Oh, look, Elvis, mm, you know, hallelujah. So I'm singing and I'm watching Elvis. He's like, Alex, you there? Glory, glory. And he's Alex. Hold on. I'm, I'm seeing. And I keep going through this and I can't stop watching it. And he's trying to get my attention. And I'm like, hold on a second. I'm like, Oh, did you know about the dynamic range of this microphone? He's like, Alex, stay on topic. Wait, there's other, I keep swiping up. I can't stop focusing on these shorts. They are fantastic. If, if, they're fantastic and they're very entertaining. So I know what to do when I'm bored. A uh, little, little scared about how addicting they are. That's a whole nother situation. The addictive nature. Nevertheless, it, and there are some really, I will say there are, some, there's some junk out there, but there's some interesting things that people can convey in a short period of time that you can learn. And look, we're talking about the topic that we put out there was something around that in HR, we're moving towards spending time, not just on exit interviews when somebody leaves, but stay interviews, which are where we were speaking the other day, Eric, where you spend a few hours a month with each employee and just talk or those type of investments. And people liked it. We had 38 likes in an hour very quickly, actually in 20 minutes. And that doesn't sound like there are obviously things that are getting millions of views. But I'll give you another example or another perspective, those that are listening. You only need a few hundred, a few thousand people to see it and involve. That makes a difference. That leads to a call. It doesn't have to, you don't need a million views to power a dental office, right? No, you need a couple of hundred relevant ones of people in your area that are, that are interested. That's, That's it. right. And, and there are millions and millions of people watching this who's to say what you have to say isn't interesting to be honest. I, I like learning and some things that I'm watching are incredibly boring to most people, but to me, this is very interesting, right? And not everybody likes Elvis and they go, Oh, scroll. I, I like that. So again, it, it's all to the beholder. And I think that a lot of dentists get overwhelmed and just people in general with all this, these things. And I, and I think that we just have to do one day, one step at a time, incremental wins and, that's success. It's the compound effect that these little changes over time make a big difference. And you, and here's, it's so important. You have to work 
with people that know what they're doing. I heard you made a comment about insurance, people that want to go insurance free. You better work with somebody who knows how to do it. We do that, by the way. But whatever that might be, to make sure that you know, if you're going to do marketing, don't just go commoditize, well, I need this designer, I need this. Work with a great marketing company. I have so many people that are like desperate in trouble. And I say, I can help you. Pain-free dental marketing. They will take care of you. And you guys are so sweet. Even if, like, we, I have clients that I've sent to you that even you say, look, you're not ready just yet. And you spent some time with them and you followed up with them and you made some recommendations that when they were ready, you were there for, for them. It wasn't just like, forget it. Like you guys really care. And this goes back to our last interview, Eric, in your corporate charter, where you say about compassionate capitalism, that you're there. Yes, you're looking to make money, but you're looking to help people too. That's your, your, your process. And if you take care of people, you know, in the long run, that will come back, which I think is beautiful. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's really important to us. We, it, it's one of those things that is just in our core around divine intervention or karma or something. I, I genuinely believe, you know, when, when I look back at the people who've helped me in my career, the, the times that I've, I've called software companies and said, hey, I want to buy your software. And they've said, hey, I, I don't think you're ready for us right now. I, I think you need to go do this and build a spreadsheet and do it by man and do it by manually and then, and then come back. I, I've always went back. And I think that that's one thing that we really enjoy doing is just helping people. And I, I, you know, we found our niche in dentistry and we enjoy it and we, you know, almost everyone we meet's amazing. It's a tight knit group. It's a fun group. And yeah, I, I want to work with people in our tribe and I want to help people become my tribe. And, and I think that's where we're at. And I think that's what we enjoy doing. Now tell us a little bit, you guys are going to be speaking for the second straight year at the all-star dental Academy practice growth summit going to be in South Florida. May 19th and 20th, both of you are speaking. Tell us a little bit about what you'll be speaking about for those listeners who'd like to attend or those who already have tickets to come. You know, anytime we do these kinds of speaking engagements, tying back to what Eric just said, we're there to help you grow. We're, you know, we're going to be telling you some of the things that we do ourselves. We're going to be showing you how to do them yourselves because a lot of this is not rocket science. You know, it's, it's, it's stuff that can be taught and we're not, we don't, we don't try to pretend of that there's some secret sauce and, and we can help, you know, if, if we share our secrets that other agencies are going to come and steal it and, and take our clients, like that's not, that's not what we're about. You know, we, we, we partner with other agencies. Sometimes we talk to other people in the marketplace. We, we genuinely want to help people. And so the content's going to be, here's some of the things that you can do at your practice from an external marketing standpoint, sometimes from an internal marketing standpoint that, that can help you grow. And, you know, oftentimes after they do it for a little while, they just, they see some of the results and they want us to help do it for them. That's great. Um, but sometimes it's telling them, Hey, you have a marketing company right now, go ask them to do this thing for you and it'll help you. And, and that's good enough too. Yeah. I was really struck a, about how generous both of you were in sharing. I mean, there was no, it was all meat and potatoes. It's like, here it is, take it. And they're like, oh, got to get this template, got to write down. And you're like, guys, don't worry. I'll send you all the links. I'll send you all the slides. You can have it all. 
And what was nice also, even after you spoke throughout the event, you were there whenever there was questions. And, and it was really nice that people can come in there, ask you, and you would spend a lot of time with people because we had time in between sharing and they weren't even clients and they may not have even become clients. You just guys love to share and it, and it, it really comes through and we, we love partnering with you with these events and we really appreciate that you're coming on and we appreciate you being a guest on our show here. Yeah, thank you. We, we, uh, we're really honored and, and looking forward to it. All right, Andre and Eric, I have one more question before we let you go here. And that is, if you can give us one tip that we can put into play tomorrow, what would that be? You want me to go first, Eric? All right, so my tip is this. All of you listening right now have done family photos or know a photographer you know, or at a minimum have some photo equipment of some kind. Um, I would say before you spend any money on marketing companies or anything like that, go hire a photographer, even if it's your family photographer, to get some pictures of you, get some pictures of your team, get some pictures of you in the office, and put those things on your website. Put those things on your social media. Make sure that when someone comes to your website, they can see and get a feel for who you are. No more stock photography. You know, I think I have this personal mission of eradicating the dental space from stock photography from their websites because it's it doesn't help you and it, it can be low, you know, uh, low effort to just hire someone you already know and then have a photo shoot. And if you need some tips on how or what kind of photos to get, I'm you know happy to send you a, a, a little guide of these are some of the best performing photos so you can know what to pose like. But I think that's the number one. It, it'd be hard for me to argue with the king. Andre is a smart man. I, I think the only thing I'll add is I'll provide context in that. I think the reason we're so passionate about not utilizing stock photography is if you're using the same stock photography that everyone else is using, you're telling everyone that you're a commodity. And that is just so far apart from where you actually want to be. And by showcasing yourself, by showing your family, by by being the human, you know, behind the lab coat, it lets patients build a connection that is not only going to make them more, you know, capable of accepting treatment and more desirable to accepting treatment from you. It's also going to increase your patient load because I want to go to someone who I connect with, not to, not to just a commodity. And it's a way to uncommoditize yourself. Well, thanks for being on this podcast. I'm sure we'll do many more. We've we had a few with you in the past and we really enjoy it. And for the listeners, please remember to please remember to subscribe on YouTube. We love YouTube and Apple Podcast and follow us on Spotify and every platform that you like. I always joke around all the positive thumbs up, heart symbols, whatever you can do, do all that stuff. Follow, subscribe, what have you. And until next time. Go out there and be an all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.